The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. We are able to make it possible. Hallelujah! So if you didn't see anybody here in church that is a worker, just know that the person has gone to his place of primary assignment, their PPA. Praise God. All right, they've not left just giving their assignment. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, turn your Bibles with me real quickly. Amen. Hmm. We have been talking about, we're looking at, in the beginning, looking at Genesis. And I think we went as far when we looked at um, midweek service and the seminar, what the promised land refers to. We said that the promised land is what? The promised land is the spirit what? The spirit what? The spirit what? The spirit what? Within. So the spirit within is the promised land. The spirit within is a promised land in that God's plan was always to make man his temple forever. So what does eternal life mean? Eternal life is the indwelling of the spirit forever. The indwelling of the spirit forever, the presence of the spirit of God in the believer forever. If you look at St. John's Gospel, chapter 14, all right, Jesus says that the spirit, all right, of truth will abide with you for how long? Forever. So that means the ever abiding presence of God is the promise of Abraham, is the Abrahamic promise. Glory to God. And this is what we have in Christ. So if you are in Christ Jesus, you have arrived at your promised land. Say aloud, I have arrived at the promised land. The promised land is not in my future. Come on, talk to me now. The promised land is not in my future. All right, it's my present our reality. Because I am in Christ Jesus, I have arrived. Hallelujah. Very important for you to know that. Very important for you to know that. Because you are in Christ, you have arrived at the promised land. You have received the promise of the Spirit. That Abraham was, you know, the blessings of Abraham. So you, when you say Abraham's blessings are mine, Abraham's blessings are mine, I am blessed in the morning, I'm blessed in the evening. What blessing are you talking about? The promise of what? The Spirit. Glory to Jesus. The promise of the Spirit. It is the only promise that has everlasting and eternal value. It is the only promise you will never lose. It's the only promise that you cannot, that you can take with you when you leave this earth. You cannot take your cars with you. You cannot take your homes with you. You cannot take your real estate with you. But you will take the promise, the blessing of Abraham with you. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Very, very important for us to know this. So the believer must put more, um, more importance on the spiritual realities he has in Christ. Because those are the things that are incorruptible. Praise God. Can we balance the sound? I'm getting distracted by it. All right. The spiritual, the believer must get put more importance on the spiritual realities he has in Christ. You must rejoice more on the things you have in the Holy Ghost than the things you have in the natural. Because the natural things we get corrupt and we pass away. Glory to God. I said glory to God. That's the truth. You know, how many of you grew up knowing about this Mercedes Benz? You know this Mercedes Benz, this um, the one that the, the design that Motala died inside. How many of you know that Mercedes Benz? 
You understand? You understand? I remember when you got the Mercedes Benz before and you drove it around. You know those two Mercedes 200. I don't know if you know Mercedes 200. So when somebody, I remember those days when someone, somebody's father bought a Mercedes 200, you felt, whoo, boy, these guys are in money, man. I mean, and there was a time it was 504. I remember from 504, Pojo 504. There was a time when you got a 504 and you drove it into somewhere. You were like, my God. Then there was a 505. The 505 looked so sleek, so cool. I went to a military school. I went to an army school. I remember the time when, when all those soldiers came in, their green 504. Their green 505. And I was like, wow, these guys are balling. I wouldn't buy that car for half a million today. Glory to God. If you gave me that car for 150,000, I wouldn't. If you, gave me, if you gave me the car for free, I'll give it out. Do you know why? What does that tell you? That tells you that natural things do not appreciate, do not have eternal value. They will corrupt. So your joy should not be in those things. You can be happy when you get those things. For example, if you got me a Rolls Royce Julia can, I would celebrate for a few minutes. I would do some Instagram posts inside. I would be certainly inspired to do some motivational life videos. You can make it if you aspire to, require to, you understand? Yeah, but you see, in 15, 20, 30 years, there will be, some, there will be a, a Julia can that flies. That makes this other one look like what? Nothing. Telling you there is no eternity in the natural. So your perspective has to be right all the time. In that you are blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly realm. And this must be your first joy. It, you, must be, you must always be in that state where you can draw and all right, rejoice in those spiritual realities. You say, whoa, glory to God, I'm a temple of a living God. Hallelujah. Glory to God, I'm eternally saved. Glory to God, I have forgiveness of sins. Glory to God. You understand? That should be where you draw your joy from. A lot of Christians are depressed because of natural things they do not have. And they get to a point where their work with God is frustrated. And because, you see, in African Pentecostal religion, I call it African Pentecostal religion, <laughs> because APR is not really pure Christianity. APR is not pure Christianity. It's African Pentecostal religion. In African Pentecostal religion, success is a God. We worship success. That's our God. That's our idol. We worship bling, you know, that's why many times, many of the marketers of African Pentecostal religion have to show you that they got the stuff. Because they found out that the stuff is what attracts you. This African Pentecostal religion is hip-hop Christianity. So that's why many times you find out that many of the marketers and the sales rep of African Pentecostal religion act like Jay-Z and they act like what? PDD. Why? They want to show you they are living the fly life. They want to show you the cars they drive. They want to show you the house they live in. They want to show you the bling, the gold, and everything good thing. All right? Why? Because it's success is what we worship in African Pentecostal religion. The joy is drawn from the physical. The joy is drawn from the things that we own. That is where our sense of what is. So that is what we have described as the blessings of God. When a man has success, you say God is with him. If he doesn't have success, that is your definition. Or the definition of success according to APR. Glory to God. 
So if you have a wife who is fair, she's looking, dear God, she's looking like mulatto. Everything is just coming out everywhere. And you see, that's the wife. Then you see the car, he chauffeured with him, comes down from it. He's looking like something from a freak um, um, Hollywood movie or a Nollywood A-grade movie, not a B-grade or C-grade, but a A-grade movie. And it's coming like that. And you know, I'm like, oh my God, this guy is on fire. The blessings of God is upon him. Then five years down the line, we find that it was advanced fish from. He was, what's you now this uh, guy, this um, young 30-something-year-old person that was giving um, motivational medicine, and they made him the head of the, the, lead, the, lead, the team lead of the youth church, of a church in South Africa. And turns out he was a fraudulent guy. Because you see, in APR, because success is God, we can make mistake and call the devil an angel and call an angel a devil. Are you following what I'm saying here? Are you seeing what I'm saying here? All of a sudden, you now begin to see the gift of the Spirit in the life of someone because he has money. You now begin to see the glory of God because he has money. That is APR. You must always be glad and rejoice in what Jesus has done for you because he gave you an incorruptible gift, something you will never lose. Can I get an amen? amen. It's incorruptible. Whenever you get to that point where you are, your joy is not full, Glory to God, because of what you do not have, you are backsliding. You are backsliding, and you're in a backsliding position. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. This is not my message. I'm just, this is what the Lord is just leaving. You only climb on your you know, you get. <laughs> praise God. I said, praise the Lord. Amen. 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 May we not get to a point where we are doing sales marketing for APR. Where we have to now travel to Dubai. Oh, yeah, see, we are in Dubai now. The God is blessing us. Follow us. Oh, yeah, we are in uh, Mambila. That's APR. That's, that's, that is not Christianity. Tell that I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. God is my Father. God is my Father. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Jesus Christ is my I say, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. God is my Father. Is my father. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Jesus Christ. Success is not my God. All I do is blessed, but I don't worship success. I worship Jesus. Praise God. Glory to God. All right, so as we said, we found out that God's plan was to ensure that there was a family on the earth that had eternal life. Remember that? All right, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Can we turn in there? It says, let us make man in our image. Listen, if you are coming to church, this church for the first time, first of all, this first service is a, is, I would like to call it, it's a mature service. That's why I don't see a lot of people here. The second service, I mean service. But you're welcome to attend. So there are certain things you may need to hear again and refer to certain other messages for understanding. Now, he says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeped upon the earth. Now, we saw that this, let us make man in our image. Who is the image of God? Don't worry, you know, I've taught you, so this one, we are going to be looking at it together before I get to the new material. Who is the image of God? So when he says, let us make man in our image and after our likeness, what is he saying? He's saying, let us make man after who? Christ. Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 says, Christ is what? Is the image of what? Of God. So when he says, let us make man in our image and after our likeness, he's saying, let us make man born again. Let us make man after what? The heavenly man. Now, we saw in First Corinthians chapter 15, just to recap, that there were two kinds of man. There is the earthly man and there is the what? Heavenly man. Look at First Corinthians 15, just to recap, from verse 42 into 45. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Ah, thus said the spirit of the PF. 
Chelsea shall win the Champions League. <laughs> and all the enemies of the Blues shall be discomfited. The tribe of the Reds, the tribe of the Whites, and the tribe of the Devil shall be ashamed. <laughs> Glory to God. For the tribe of the sky blue, the light blue, has gotten a trophy. And they rejoice in it and drink it of it. This has been determined by the watchers to the intent that the bowed one be not elevated in pride. <laughs> so you can see I've thought of that prophecy very well. <laughs> so also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. Don't tweet it though. <laughs> Media, don't tweet it though. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in what? Incorruption. Verse 43. 43. It says what? It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in what? In glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in what? In power. Next verse. 44. It is sown in natural body. It is raised in what? A spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Verse 45 now says, And so it is written. Pay attention. The first man, Adam, was made a what? A living soul. The last Adam was made a what? A quickening spirit. Are you seeing it? Now, the last Adam is Christ Jesus. Notice he didn't say the first Adam, then the second Adam. Notice that. He said the first Adam and the what? The last Adam. Praise God. So, the first is talking about the one we see, we saw first. That means the one we saw physically first. Hallelujah. But the last Adam is talking about what? The resurrected what? The resurrected Jesus. Now, look at the next verse 46. Now, says what? All right. It says, as we have born the image. Be, okay, that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is what? Natural. So notice, the first Adam was natural. You know, there's this teaching that tells us that Adam had eternal life. Then because he ate the fruit, he lost eternal life. I remember I've heard people say that, that Adam was supernatural. But because he ate the fruit, no. Adam was not supernatural. Adam did not have eternal life. Adam was a natural man. Amen. Say this with me. Adam was a natural man. He said, albeit that was not first which is what? Spiritual. But that which is what? Natural. So he was a natural man. And afterward, that which is what? Spiritual. So the afterward is what? Is Jesus Christ. Because we see Adam first, then after we see Christ. Praise God. Now, look at what it says in verse 47. It now says, the first man is what? Of the earth, earthy, and the second man is what? The Lord from what? Heaven. Are you seeing this? So you have two men. So you have the Lord from heaven, then you have the first man, which is from what? From the earth. When Genesis 1 26 was saying, Let us make man in our image and after our likeness, he's saying, Let us make man after the who? The heavenly man. Glory to God. Because in your natural birth, you were made after what? The natural man. Is this clear? Come on, is this clear? All right. So we see that God's plan was to create um, a family, a nation of men and women on the earth that had eternal life and were temples of him. Had eternal life and had his spirit within them. That's God's plan. That's God's plan. In fact, when we are going, when we're talking about the dominion mandate, the dominion mandate is not for us to dominate other men. Are you following what I'm saying? So when you say, I'm walking in dominion, never think that that dominion means for you to dominate other people. No. If you check it, the dominion mandate was never for you to make another person subjugated to yourself. 
That desire to subjugate another human being is actually an effect of the fall. In Christ Jesus, we don't seek to subjugate others. In Christ Jesus, we seek to serve others, we seek to love others. That is the love of God. That is the life of Christ. Are you paying attention to what I'm telling you? Praise God. So the dominion mandate is actually to take the life of God, hallelujah, from where it is to where it is not. To fill the earth with the knowledge of the glory of God. That is the dominion mandate. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So dominion mandate is not you living, you know, living in the best houses. It's good to live in the best houses. Don't get me wrong. Hallelujah. But that's not dominion mandate. You see, the dominion mandate cannot be something someone who does not have the spirit can achieve. Are you following what I'm saying? A man who is not born again cannot walk in the dominion that is in Christ. So you cannot be describing dominion, okay, with um, um, natural things. You can't, be tell, you can't say something like Bill Gates has dominion. No, because he has money. No. Any, I mean, come on. Natural men can have natural things. Money is a natural phenomenon. Not, money is not spiritual. I hear people say a lot, money is a spirit. No, money is not a spirit. Money is a means of exchange. It's a currency. Hallelujah. Now, by the spirit, you can be influenced to get money. Yes, that's possible. But money in of itself is not a spirit. Glory to God. It's a legal tender. There is no money in the spirit. When you get in the spirit, they will not say, oh yeah, oh yeah you can buy this, oh yeah, five naira, rest of five naira. How many of you have had a dream and you brought five, you know, a dollar from your physical realm and gave it? No, no, money is a legal tender. There's a place they print it. There's a CBN. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Are you following what I'm saying here? So dominion in Christ, not in the world, in Christ is... The knowledge of the glory of God, the gospel message going to where it has been reached so that life, eternal life is now being received by those who have been received it, all right? The light of God is shining where it hasn't shined before. That's the dominion mandate. So when we say the kingdom of God is advancing, what do we mean? We mean that the gospel message is reaching where it hasn't reached before. Glory to God. I said glory to God. That is what it means. So when we say the kingdom is advancing, it means the gospel message is reaching where it hasn't reached before. It means that people are being discipled where they have not been discipled before. Hallelujah. People are being made the temple of the living God where there were none before. People are, gotten, are getting filled with the Holy Spirit where people were not getting filled with the Holy Spirit before. People are getting to understand salvation where they thought it was by works before. That is dominion. So dominion is in men, not over men. Say this with me. Dominion is in men, not over men. Very important. So the dominion is in, the, expanding the influence of the gospel. The influence of the, of the gospel all right, around the world. Now, you know, there are a lot of folks that actually try to say that if you're going to be teaching the gospel, the gospel must have, um, how will I put it, an implication. Okay? An implication. So I, I, have, I remember I hear people say something like, oh, there are many churches in Nigeria, but it's not, it has not affected the economy. I remember I hear people say that. Come on, I remember I hear people say that. Now, you see, I hear people say stuff like that. You say, how can there many churches in Nigeria? It doesn't affect the economy, religion, blah, 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 blah. Listen, the gospel did not come, or Jesus did not die to give us a better today. That's not why he died. In fact, Jesus said, in this world, you shall have what? Tribulation. That's what he said. But cheer up, I have what? Overcome the world. Glory to God. 
That's why you find that if you study the life of the apostles and the ministry of the apostles, their preaching was not about economic empowerment, if you notice that. They didn't, that's not what, that's not the message. That's not the message. You will not find it in the scripture. That's not the message. Am I saying that we should not have a better now? No. Well, I'm not I'm just telling you that's not the essence of the kingdom. You see, because if you put too much emphasis on the natural, all right, if you put too much emphasis on mammon, what will happen is this. Whenever the spirit of God requires of you to leave mammon and go and do his will, you are going to have a problem. And whenever we define success in God as the acquisition of mammon, what is going to happen is that you will now get to a point where if God does not give you money in association with what he's called you to do, you will not go. You will measure or your obedience will be tied, all right, to whether or not there is increase financially in it. So you are going to measure God by how much of money is in it for you. So Jesus said, you cannot serve God and what? And mammon. You cannot serve God and money. Jesus did not compare God to any other thing than money. Which means the influence and the allure of material wealth, material resources is more powerful than the influence of the devil. For you can cast out Satan, but you cannot cast out a desire for money. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Which means that one of the places where we have to demonstrate worship and total and complete submission to God is in the area of money, mammon, wealth, material increase, comfort. Can God send you to a place that is not comfortable and you go? Can he require for you to, to do something that does not please your flesh and you will do it? Can he call you out of abundance into temporary scarcity so that you can fulfill his will? Can he call you out of, all right, of wealth to the kingdom to do kingdom and carry out the kingdom assignment? Or do you define or your, is your definition of God's leading only tied to how much money you can make out of it? Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. The blessings of God are, are plenteous. The blessings of God are abundant. We thank God for that. But you see, you must not make the blessing your God. The material blessings your God. You must not get to the point where that which God has blessed you with has now become the idol that replaces him in your life. That company that is doing well has now become the idol. That career that is doing well has now become the idol. You travel when they say you should travel. You don't travel when he says you should travel. Your decisions are largely based by this successful thing you want to achieve on the earth that has no eternal significance. Glory to God. I have not started preaching. Glory to God. Did that bless you? I said, did that bless you? Very, very important. Very important. Very, very important. Very important. For you see, if the Spirit of God is going to walk wonders through your life, the Spirit of God must be able to lead you in a direction that you always agree to follow. 
He needs to be able to tell you go west and you go west. He needs to tell you, he to tell you sit down and you sit still. Your spirit, your life has to be under the command of one captain. One captain. One captain. One captain, the spirit. The Holy Ghost, the Spirit of Jesus. He has to be the one you're listening to. He has to be the one that is directing your path. He has to be the one whose command you are following. Amen. So we were given the Spirit. The Spirit lives in us for us to follow. The Spirit lives in us for us to do His will. That is why the Spirit lives in us. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. All right, let me just touch a bit on what I wanted to share with you today. Just a bit because of time. All right, now look at Genesis chapter number 2. So the question, can, can God call, can, can, oh, hallelujah. Think about it. Moses, Moses. He was in a palace. He was in a palace. He was there, right there in the palace. Living in the palace as a son of the Pharaoh. He had all the privileges you could imagine. All of it. Every single privilege you could imagine, he had it. Then God called him. Alright? God was calling him. He didn't, couldn't interpret the call that way because he was supposed to save his people. Then he saw an Egyptian fighting a Jew. Or fighting an Israelite. Then he killed the Egyptian to save the Jew. Then he had to run away from the palace. Hallelujah. From the palace, he ran to the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness for 40 years. 40 years. There are times when the leading of God takes you out of comfort to a wilderness. There are times where we take you out of relative ease to a place of what? Discomfort. Stop interpreting God's will. Based on how comfortable you are. Did you hear what I said? Stop interpreting God's will based on how comfortable you are. You could be the most in the most comfortable place in your life and you are out of God's will. Out of God's will. Demas was with Paul. Alright? For many years. Was with Paul for many years. Then one time he just looked at it. He said it was too, he was tired, you know, because maybe we think that Demat actually turned from the face. Demat didn't turn from the face. Demat, Paul said that he loved this present world. What was the issue? Paul was always getting arrested. Praise God. Now, I want you to think about it. Imagine this, right? There are different pastors, right? Now, these pastors, all right, this pastor one is always going from nation to nation. Inside private jets. Amen. Just going to nation to nation inside private jets. You guys are doing Instagram live. Oh, well, praise God. We just, we just left the, the city of, ba the nation of Bahamas. We're going to, you know, you, you, like, oh my God. Then your old pastor, <laughs> your old pastor, any smart thing, they've arrested him. Then they arrest you with him because they, you said you are, you are with him. You are a disciple. They say, hey, you are with him. You are with him. And they arrest you. They put you inside, you know, the jail. After three months, you come out. Then you are pretty, then they arrest you again. Everything is prison, prison, prison. Then I said, ah, no, ah, ah, oh, no, 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 no. I have suffered enough for Christ to last me a lifetime. Just let me go back to my, ah, no, 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 no. That's what happened. Then I was like, look, I'm, let me go and rest. Glory to God. 
Because you see, with Paul, Paul was living for the high calling. When you are living for the high calling, comfort is not your barometer of success. The high calling. There is a high calling in Christ. A high calling in Christ. Where you are like, Lord, where you go, I go. What you say, I say. Where you send me, I will go. Well, you, you understand? You, 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 oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Your prayer point when you wake up is what next? What am I to do? That you are so will of God minded. That's what you set out to do is the will of God. So when you are praying, it is to find out the details of what next. That's what you are praying. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I said hallelujah. That's how Paul was. So Paul didn't move with folks. who. That's why he warned in Timothy, he warned Timothy that he should not company with men who were given to covetousness. He said from such turn away. Why? Because if you company with men that are given to covetousness, you will lose your eyes. You will lose your vision. You will now begin to make certain things that are not important, important. Glory to God. Glory to God. I, you know, I, 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 I listen to some ministers and they're talking about honor, you know, when you invite them. You know, you need to honor them. I got nothing against honoring people. You know, we're talking about, you know, yeah, honor them, you know, bring a limousine, you know, to pick them up. Then you have to get uh, policemen, you know, policemen to do this, pam, 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 that that is honor. So I was thinking about it. So I was now wondering, what honor do the missionaries in China where many Christians are being locked up in prison and you can be arrested for coming to church. What honor do they give those people? What honor? What honor do they give um, those in North Korea? Which motorcade does the preachers there get? And many, I, I told you a story of a minister of God who went to China. He went to one of the secret churches, you see, all right, to go to China to preach. How many of you have noticed that you have, you can Google crusade in China, you won't see anything. How many of you have noticed Ben Yin has not been to China when they say one crusade in China? And you, you notice it. Why? Because China has locked their doors to the gospel. So for you to preach the gospel in China, you have to go clandestinely. If you go to the airport in China and you have plenty of Bibles, you know, they're asking what's going on with you. You can't even try it in North Korea. They will turn you back. So this pastor actually went to this thing and he brought a Bible, you understand? Just one Bible with him. And when he got there, the, 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 the pastor, they went to train the pastors there because he couldn't meet with the members because they were in underground churches. Secret locations. They will go and be having meeting in the mountain, backside of a mountain. That is actually how they had their meetings. So he was training these guys in one village in China. In about 20 or 30. Then he said, he asked them, how many of you have been arrested for preaching the gospel? All right. He said like 75% of the crew raised their hands. They have been arrested for preaching the gospel. There was none of them that was above 25, 25 years. You are arrested for preaching the gospel in China. 
Many of them could not carry Bibles on their back. They had memorized the scriptures. So the only way, this is how they do their quiet time in their minds. By memorizing the scriptures. You want the Bible you have, you don't read these ones. They have to memorize it. And he was asking them, he said, um, he was asking for their, the people they pass. So, you know, China is the largest country in the world. Largest country. Asking how many are your congregation? One of them said 15 million. That's the church. They pass. See, the largest churches in this world, eh? you don't know their names. You don't know. They're not the cathedral. This is like China. A 20-year-old is, le- is leading 20 million people in cells, hidden cells all around China. And one pastor of 15,000 in Nigeria is asking for motorcade for honor. And that he will not come and preach because they didn't give him motorcade. And he will release blessing because they didn't give him a large enough seed. And both of us, the China guy and the Nigerian guy, we stand before Jesus and want to collect. Hey, God will help us. Hey, God. Yes, sir. One is putting their life at risk to preach the gospel. Another one is talking about motorcade and things of this world. One is going for the high calling. This one, we don't even know which one, whether it's called. Are you following what I'm saying? What are you going to sacrifice for this Jesus you love? Do you love himself? Do you love him? He loves you, but do you love him? What is your price for compromise? He said every man has a price. What is your price? Do you have one? For some ladies, the only, what the devil just has to do is marriage. Marriage is their price. Marriage. They can stab Jesus in the back for marriage. Praise God. A guy shows up. He has all the goodies of this world. But you, the, the sister knows this guy is not born again. We can take her to Paris. He can take her to uh, Europe. He can take her to America. You understand? So she does this. Pastor, so we pray for his salvation. <laughs> Hallelujah. But sister, what of me ministry? Preaching the gospel, Pastor, don't worry. We will do it. Don't worry. Don't worry. We do it. Don't worry. You will mentor me now. You understand? You understand? Just stab Jesus in the back like that. Just cocaine man. Let us what's that? Leave him alone. Jesus is never on earth. Just leave me alone. Some is sex. Sex. Ready to compromise on Jesus on sex. What's your price? Some are dying for the gospel. What are you sacrificing for this gospel? Praise God. I said, praise God. Praise God. <laughs> they were talking about a Christian were in prison, and they were, the Christians were smuggling stuff. What were they smuggling? Scripture. You, do you understand? Verses of scripture that they wrote on paper. They were smuggling it into prison so that people in prison can have scriptures to read. Are you, for, are you hearing what I'm telling you? The, the Bible you, you are not reading. They are smug. Hey, go, go with God. We have mercy on us. So those Christians spoke to that missionary and said, We are praying for one day that 
the church in China will enjoy what the church in America is enjoying. She, the person was telling the preacher. Then the missionary said, I cannot say amen to that prayer. Ha. He said, what do you mean? You don't want us to have freedom? He said, I have seen more Christianity amongst you that are in bondage than I have seen among us that we claim to be free. It's the same thing in Nigeria. The same thing in Nigeria. Because most Christians are not worshipping God in Nigeria. We are worshipping what God can give us. We are not worshipping God in Nigeria. We are worshipping what we can get from God. We are not worshipping because we want a relationship. No. We are worshipping because we want to get stuff. So that's why when we go to climbs, when we have those stuff, we stop worshipping. We now begin to ask stupid questions. Like, was the Bible really written? You, have you noticed when people travel? They begin to ask, ask stupid questions. You know, stupid questions. You know, are you, are you sure the Bible? Why? Do you know why? They go over there. They have the car. They have the house. There's nothing to pray for. Someone said, when the economy works, what are we supposed to pray for? Because for that person, prayer is about getting things. Things. Hallelujah. Things. There are friends I have that reach out to me when they have a problem. They are abroad. Ah, Pastor, we have this problem. I have not heard for five years. Out of the blue, the person calls me. You have my number. I didn't know. Listen. The same thing I want to tell you this morning. Because we're going to just worship in a bit. Listen to me. Fall in love with this Jesus. He loves you. Can you fall in love with Jesus? Can you actually fall in love with him? Fall in love with him, please. I beg you. Really know him. Like, know him. Don't play church. Really know him. Not to use him. Know him not so, not so that you can. Do you understand? Don't come to God so that he can. Like, you know, many of the messages here are all this, the, so that you can. So 10 ways to succeed. You know, it's always about you. It's always about you, what you can get. It's a consumerist style. It's a consumerist, you know, why don't we, why does it have to be that way? Let's know him. To love him. To do his will. To find out what he wants done and do it. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Why not do it? Jesus said, The Father walketh. John 5, thing 17. He said, The Father walketh, he tattooed, I walk. Jesus said, I can do nothing of myself as I see I do. So in Jesus, you notice something? Guys, listen, look at me. How many of you agree that Jesus was the most successful man to ever live? How many of you agree? Oh, so a lot of people don't agree because you said I didn't see your hands up. And some of you agree. Right, I'm not saying because we are voting the Jesus political rally. I'm just saying how many of you actually agree? Jesus was the most successful. How many chariots did he have? 
How many chariots? How many? How many mansions did he have? Did he have any of that? You know that scripture that says, A good man liveth an inheritance for his words? His children's children. When you read that scripture with a carnal mind, you think he's talking about earthly goods. But when he says a good man, the Bible tells us none is good. Except who? God. So that means that good man, does he exist? No. The only one who is good is who? God. So the good man that liveth an inheritance for his children, children, that's Christ. And the inheritance he left for us is what? The spirit. He had no chariots. He had no mansion. Hallelujah. What did he have? The father. And said it's enough. Glory to God. When you don't seem to be fulfilled... Because you do not have these earthly goods, you have lost sight of what is important. When you tie your service to God, to what he can do for you, you don't know him, you don't love him. When you look at redemption and consider it a light thing, Something that doesn't really have weight. But you consider earthly things more powerful, more important, and more impactful. You don't understand why you are in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even in ministry, you know, that mindset has seeped in. Some think we plant in churches for money. I can't even think, it can't, that stupid, stupidity cannot enter this head. It is, the foolishness cannot come out of my mind. It can't. Me. God forbid. God forbid. I should be, uh, where, do they have money there? Let's plan. <laughs> God forbid. I want reward. It's reward me I'm looking for from God when I stand before Him. I've told you, I don't want to hear just whites. You know, when they say that there's a that they wear white and they'll be wearing pan front. You understand? In Revelation. I don't want to be that one. No. No. No, 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 no. It's not, I don't want to be in Palm Sunday. We wear white. We're not wearing pan front. The Messiah. No. No. Praise God. No. I heard that some people are going to wear crowns. That's where me I want to be. I'm wearing crowns. Praise God. I want my jewels, baby. I want crowns. You put a crown of righteousness on my head. Praise God. Well done, good and faithful. You understand? And so every other person can be waving palm from and wearing white. Me? I want a reward. I want, I'm striving for the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So we cannot be running anyhow. Praise God. So you can't go and plant in the church and be saying, what is the strategy to reach the rich? No. No. In our lucky church, we have widows there. Widows. And we're not saying we don't want me. We're saying bring more. Bring more. We want you to come. Amen? Amen. Listen. 
love him really love him walk away from things that will take you far from him because you love him don't touch things that will corrupt you because you love him amen truly love him to know him is to love him to love him is to know him let it be hard let it be hard for you to compromise because you get to a point and say how can i do this thing and sin against him let that be your life praise the lord praise the lord live a life of surrender surrender where you're not my will but your will where you're going what does the lord think about this what does he want me to do so you're spending time praying in the holy ghost to discern what you must do where you must go hallelujah that is the life eternal life wasn't given to you to live your own way no eternal life was given to you to do his will so when we look at jesus we find out that you know according to this world standards jesus died a failure according to this world standard because he died what as a criminal crucified on the cross is that how he died in fact the record in the roman said that if you go and check jesus go and check the roman state record jesus died on the cross honk they didn't record the roman state will not record officially that he rose from the dead they will say some people said are you following yes i said some people said he rose from the dead so say that i feel i have no material which house did he have but uh, 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 no that jesus god invest for god to walk on the earth to god in flesh and did not prioritize ownership of things but prioritized the salvation of men shows you the most important thing to god the most important thing to god souls of men hallelujah rise up on your feet everybody Hallelujah. I want you to rededicate yourself to the will of God. Hallelujah. How many of you would like to do that? How many of you would like to do that? Rededicate yourself to the will of God and say, Lord, I rededicate myself today to your will and to your way. I give myself to you, to your will and to your way. I cease from doing things my way. Come on, who are open your mouth and talk. And I'm praying that the Spirit of God will do a work in you. For it's not by power, it's not by might, but by the Spirit of a living God. I'm praying that the Spirit of God will do a work in you. He'll do a work in you. Are you praying? Are you talking to God? I want you to pray.
Someone is arguing their rights, saying, I can drink alcohol. Ah, there's nothing wrong in drinking. Oh, yeah, you're right. But what is the spirit saying? Is the spirit saying, Don't, 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 don't. You are in a relationship with the person God led you to. But you've now met somebody more sexy. Somebody more, you know. And you are you're like, I can break up this relationship and go with the other one. Yes, you're right. You're not married to the person yet. So you can. But what's the spirit saying to you? What is he telling you? What's the spirit saying to you? What is he saying? The Spirit of God has been telling you, read your Bible more. The Spirit of God is saying, get active in church. Learn what you need to learn. Go out for the outreaches. What are you doing with that instruction? What are you, he's calling you into a deeper relationship. But you're saying, no, I want to do this. I want to do this. But he's calling you. He's calling you. He's calling you to a life of surrender. He's calling you. Will you answer? Will you answer, sir? Will you answer, ma? Or you want to play church? Come on, just talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.